we would have this morning we would have done something if there, we weren't having a service at, at our house we would have had uh, something that we would have done but I don't think it would have been quite like this so I'm glad I'm here and I hope that you are glad and rejoice that you're here this morning as well I know that there are some that aren't in other places but I'm uh, just sitting at home and can be here. I told the guys, I'll come. My car will get here. Whoever shows up, shows up. So we're here. If you would, uh, John read it a little bit earlier, but let's go back to Psalm 118. Uh, verse 21, that's our passage this morning. You have those notes in your uh, bulletins. And as always, there are always extras. There's going to be extra bulletins today. We weren't planning on this. So there's extra and extra on all those if you need to take notes um, or you want to take notes. And the person who has the bulletin wants to as well. You can get more. All right. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God. I will extol you. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let's pray together. Father, thank you this morning. You are here. Where two or three are gathered and we got more than two or three. Here you are. And we praise you. Thank you, Lord, your name. And and we just thank you for the opportunity to be here this morning. Not only with others than just our family, our church family, but Lord, with you. And so we ask that you would speak to us this morning. More than just speak, I pray that you would start a fire within us for what your message is, even what your theme is for this year. Fan it into flame today, right here, right now. Holy Spirit, fall upon us. Move in us as only you can do. I thank you for that. In your name, Jesus. Amen. I forgot something. I got to get something in the back room. So the main verse that we're going to look at out of that today is verse 24. And um, I would like you to let's repeat that together. How's it start? Oh, there you go. This is I thought you guys have you heard this before, right? Already say it with me. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Let's try that again. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Try again. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm not sure I can hear you. All right. Can you hear me? Well, you can now. <laughs> Woohoo! Happy New Year! 
one of those. You can share it. Here, this is for you. Uh, where's Alexis? There you go. I know she wanted one of those. Here we got. We got a hat. Who would like? Who would like another one of these? Okay, there's down that way. There you go. Okay. Here, we'll pass the hat down there. Somebody's gonna want that. I got that. I got some more. I got some more. I got some more. Hello, oh, we gotta celebrate. Happy, happy, happy New Year. Okay, right there. We got that. Here's a hat. Oh, Don, you look like you need that. Okay. Ready? We're celebrating. Happy New Year. <laughs> Woo! By the way, after this, I'm planning on using this if you happen to fall asleep during the message. All right. What do you think? Sound good? Ah, oh, you just uh, celebrate. Happy New Year. Let's think about it. The last couple of weeks, we've been talking about Happy New Year, right? Talking about how we are new in Christ and how it's not just a new year, but a new you that we can have as we begin the year. But let's really get down to it. Happy New Year is not that hard for us to grasp. What we really don't like or what we don't want to hear is have a happy new year. We can deal with the new, but you're going to have a happy new year? I mean, do we really mean that? Is it just a polite wish? I wish you a happy new year. Or do we... Oh, I better turn this on. Or do we really want a happy new year? I'm going to take this off so none of you go into any convulsions or anything. Oh, maybe I'll take it off without catching. Now think about it. Do you really want a happy new year? It is something that seems important to us. Because not only do we say happy new year, we also say happy birthday, happy Mother's Day, happy Father's Day, happy St. Patrick's Day, happy Valentine's Day, happy Marshmallow Toasting Day, August 30th, happy Thanksgiving. And when we get to the year, end of the year, we're not using happy anymore. Instead, we say Merry Christmas. I mean, that's something that's important. For, but for too many people, the only time we really laugh is when somebody wishes you a happy new year. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, happy new year. And we go on with a joyless existence sometimes. There's so many people that are just not happy today. But who says we have to be happy? Who says we need joy? In fact, who really wants joy? That's about this point in time that every hand should go up, right? Hey, this is by every hand. Go up in this place. Because Psalm 118 verse 24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. 
Next week, we're going to get into that whole uh, Psalm 118 just a little bit more in in a different way and see that we've been using this verse perhaps in a wrong way. But what it is saying is, and what we'll see, is it's not just this is the day that the Lord has made to rejoice in, but this is the year that the Lord has made. It is more than just one day. It is the whole year. We can say Happy New Year because this is the year that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And more than that, this is the life that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. But it's not something just once a year, but every day, God's will for us. In fact, as we think about it, Uh, because it's God's will to rejoice. Why do we talk about this? Why do we do it? Because it's God's will to rejoice. In Psalm 118, verse 24 there, there are two different words that you'll see. Uh, Two different words for, or, or verbs, so to speak, for rejoice. We will rejoice and be glad, right? Those two different words. The first, we rejoice, deals with an attitude or a feeling of joy that can be expressed in songs, shouts, or shrieks. How about that? The second word, be glad, is very similar. And it says, again, it's a feeling or an attitude of joy with a focus on an outward expression to be merry. So the question today is, got joy? 2017 Harris Poll Survey of American Happiness, which is mentioned in Time magazine, stated that only 33% of Americans surveyed said they were happy. Another survey by the Gallup organization that measures well-being, well-being that affects happiness, shows a very steep drop from 10 years ago as people are more anxious, more depressed, more dissatisfied than they were 10 years ago. So the question is, got joy and for much of america the answer is no no and yet one of the number one characteristics of christians should be joy should be joy of those who have the holy spirit indwelling who have the fruit of the spirit Uh, joy should be in us in fact We are told it's God's will to rejoice. Psalm 5, verse 11, But let all take refuge in you. Rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy. Psalm 32, 11, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, all righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Psalm 71, verse 23, My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you, my soul also, which you have redeemed. Psalm 81, verse 1, Sing for joy to the God, all our our strength. Shout aloud to the God of Jacob. Psalm 97, verse 12, Rejoice! In the Lord, all you righteous, and give thanks to His holy name. Matthew chapter five. Let's jump over to the New Testament. Rejoice and be glad for be glad for your reward is great in heaven. Philippians two eighteen. Be glad and rejoice with me. Philippians three one. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. Okay, okay. Somebody says, okay, okay, God. I could use a little more joy in my life. But it's not like we have to be happy the whole year, this whole happy new year. At least I don't have to have joy all the time, do I? 
Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again. What? <laughs> I wish you guys could hear it from up here. I'm sure it wasn't the way it meant to come out. <laughs> hey, here, here's what I heard. I said, rejoice in the Lord always, and what? Rejoice. Rejoice. I'm not even sure the first part came out. <clears throat> Let's try it again. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say. Rejoice. Woo. Hallelujah. <laughs> there you go. Think about it. Oh, this is not a suggestion on how to have a happy life. It is a command to have a holy life that God had planned for us that involves rejoicing, having joy. This isn't the only place to say, well, yeah, yeah, I'm rejoicing all the time. Come on, come on. Oh, wait a minute. First Thessalonians chapter 5, 16. Rejoice always. It's not the only place that he says it. It is God's will for us to be joyful, yet it's not always the way that general religious churchianity is. Ken Davis is a, a Christian comedian, kind of like uh, that Ken Kingdom that you've been hearing about. Frank is going to be at Franklin High School on behalf of CLA uh, he's going to have so he's got a christian maybe you've heard of him he's an older comedian but ken davis starts out uh, sometimes and says jesus said i have come that you might have life more boring and meaningless than you could ever have known and that seems to be the way it is for many christians no Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. But instead, there are so many in our churches that look like they're just sitting on the set of a Walking Dead show. Dry, lifeless religion. You know the people. I've been a Christian for 40 years. Greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And if you come to know Jesus, you can be just like me. <laughs> really? And he said, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I've I got joy. I've got, you know, I've, I've got joy. Well, somebody better tell your face. You know, and some people don't like that comment. Oh, yeah, really? Well, look what God says. A glad heart makes a cheerful face. Okay, face. We laugh, and unfortunately, some of us know, even in our own lives, there are times we sit there with a smile, but we're dying on the inside. We really are. We're not all this way. We can say this is the way we are, we, we are to be, that it's God's will, but we know that's not where we're at. Let, let me read a, a statement to you from someone and just see if you think there's some truth to this. Some look, speaking of Christians, some look almost as if they think it is a sin to smile or speak a pleasant word. It appears to me that religion is supposed to make one happy, not miserable and disagreeable. Instead of a cheerful voice, there's a long, drawing, melancholy whisper. Instead of love and concern for those who have not found the path of life, there is a cool standoffishness, a feeling of I'm better than you. That effectually closes off the slightest opening. Instead of winning gentleness and loving kindness to those around them, 
there's a kind of hidden snappishness and a continual comparing of oneself with them, followed by disagreeable dictatorianism. And so instead of a noble, beautiful, humble, and happy religion, I have so often pictured to myself that I have so often pictured to myself, I see it as a cross, gloomy, proud, bigoted, and narrow-minded. So what do you think? How many would say that's exactly right on? How many would say that is part of the, maybe even part of a big reason why so many don't come to Christ today? Even as we look across social media and Christians on there. But interestingly, this quote that I just read from you is from Hannah Whitehall Smith who wrote the Christian secret of a happy life back in the 1800s. We haven't got it, have we? This is God's will for us to rejoice. And it's not just today and people today. We need to get this. In fact, let's go back even further than that to the uh, 1700s. Evangelist George Whitfield said, Does Jesus want your heart only for the same end as the devil does to make you miserable? No. We're quite simply often missing the definition of the gospel of Jesus Christ that is literally the good news. You, you've probably heard, the, maybe some of you have heard the song, Our God Reigns, and, or the Romans chapter 10 passage about how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But it comes from Isaiah 52. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who announces peace and brings good news of happiness, who announces salvation and says to Zion, your God reigns. Please note, I'm not advocating a godless, sinful, do-whatever-you-want lifestyle. But the God who doesn't want that kind of lifestyle is also the God who will not tell us to rejoice in the Lord always if it wasn't important and possible. Yet, I don't know about you, and obviously things are a little different in this church than some churches that I've been at. That's a good thing, by the way. Um, I don't know what you've heard, but I know I've heard joy doesn't have any place in church. And neither do horns. And there would be a whole lot of eye rolls when I brought those out. And maybe there were some here, but usually people are good and are, are strong enough to come out in the blizzard uh, probably don't have any eye rolls left. So... <laughs> You know, but you think about this. There's so many other similar statements that people just, they just they're missing out on God's written will. Be glad, A- including those who would oppose me showing you this next video. In fact, there are some that would just oppose showing videos, period, in church of any kind, but certainly one that might bring a smile to your face. What I want you to see in this next video is a stark contrast between good religious church people and a Christian, specifically a six-year-old Christian. So, let's see if we can get that together. There's revival in the spring Like a wildfire in my heart Sunday morning 
this you know how they say some people march to a different drummer she's the only one marching to the drummer right she's the only one marching drummer so the question is which are you which are you when you think about the words of the song and what the words of the song were about it seems like there was only one appropriate one there and i'm not exactly mr dance around but i mean Really? Which one are we? I don't know if you were watching, but everybody was just the nice, straight, staid Christian. In fact, as it went along, there was a part, a part where, where they started to clap. And not much of anything happened other than the little boy in blue right in front of her. Am I supposed to clap? Should I clap? I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go overboard here. Uh, I. I don't. I mean, Christians are supposed to keep it under control. Christians need to be serious. Psalm forty-seven, one. Clap your hands, all you people! Shout unto God with loud songs of joy. Amen? Amen. And that's what he says. Many think to be a serious Christian, you have to look serious. It's not spiritual to smile. Literally, people think that and have said that. It's fleshly. It's carnal. Serious Christians don't have time to be joyful. Serious Christians are focused on being holy and not happy. But the truth of God's word is that we have already read here today is that true Christians will have a life marked by joy that is mentioned in Psalm 118, 24. For this is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Not just something that is an internal attitude, but as we looked at those verbs, it is something that becomes an attitude of joy like a fountain. Not just a hidden joy, but also not just a false joy. Please understand, because God said that this is His will, that doesn't mean in some way that we just do it on the outside. If we just fake it. You're looking a little down, Missy. But you know what? Grace guys are going to clear up, put on happy face, and spread sunshine all over the place. Hey, and put on a happy, put on a... That didn't really do it for you, huh? (laughs) And you know what? That shouldn't do it for any of us. It's not about, hey, just put on a happy face. That's not what we're talking about here. And and we don't want you to get that message because not all of us are, are there, but we know where we need to be, that it is God's will for us to rejoice. We need to make a conscious, concerted choice to rejoice. To live a life of joy. Because it's God's will to rejoice. Then point two. Then I will rejoice. Because it's God's will to rejoice. Then I will rejoice. Where my will and God's will come together. I will. 
I will make a choice to rejoice. Uh, we can say that we've got joy. I, I'm happy when I start the day. But what happens? Happy when I start the day, but it doesn't take long, and that happiness just kind of either leaks out or gets knocked out of us. We get become derailed, discouraged, defeated in our joy. And, and we don't necessarily have a terrible, no good, horrible, bad day. Right? I, I, I mean, sometimes it's just that things just don't go as we anticipate. Even though it's God's will for us to rejoice, that always happens. Because the fact is, sometimes it's a struggle. Because life is a struggle. Sometimes it's hard to rejoice because, you know what, life is hard. But sometimes, we just don't feel like it. We're not having a bad day. We're not having a good day. But we're not having a bad day. We're not sad, but we're not glad either. We're just not anything. We're dry, dull, neutral, lukewarm. So what do we got to do? And this deals with God's specific message for us as a church this year. It deals with us as individuals, including myself. It deals with us as a whole church. And it deals with, I believe, and, and at least starting to see that more or hear more from others, that this deals directly with our community. One of the great needs in our community. You see, towards the end of each calendar year, and some of you may or may not remember this, I've only been here really a year, but towards the end of each calendar year, God begins to give a direction, an emphasis, a theme for the next year that he confirms again and again in a number of different ways until there's no doubt that this is what God is calling us to focus on for that next year. Now, that doesn't mean that we take our eyes off our mission. Understand that. We keep the main thing the main thing. But there is a special area that God wants us to work on together in addition to those main things. A special area God wants us to work in together. And in many ways, this theme for this year is not something that's just a natural progression from last year. And I don't know, I think if I say it, you'll remember last year's theme was pressing in closer than ever to God. You remember that? And I know many of you, God moved in you in a way last year through that special theme and did a work in your life. It really was closer than ever. This year's theme doesn't really come off of that. It's not some clever, planned out kind of way of here's next and here's what we do. But I do know that this is what God wants because he knows what we need. He knows uh, how we need to grow, where we need to go as a church. And it deals with what I'm presenting this morning, at least in part one, and we'll hit part two, and then we're going to be coming back and forth to it, just like we did last year, back and forth to the pressing in. If we're going to have a happy new year, if you're going to be a happy new you, to be able to say, I will rejoice and be glad, it's only going to happen one way. 
The only way that's going to happen is if we fight for it. We need to fight for joy. That is God's special theme, His special focus for us in this next year. Fight for joy. We'll talk more about what the four means and all that at another time, but as Christians, we need to recognize that God's will for us is to rejoice. We say, okay, I got that. I guess I'll try. I'll try to be joyful. Well, maybe not joyful. Maybe not full, but I'll, I'll try to find some joy in my life this year. No, don't. Stop trying to find some joy and start fighting to for all the joy in the Lord that He has for you. I will rejoice. To do that, I will fight for joy. I will make the choice to rejoice. I will it. Not just a decision, but a determination. I will rejoice and be glad. And nothing and no one is going to stand in my way because I am going to fight for joy. Not a decision that stops at the inward, somehow fight for joy that I keep to myself, but a joy that was never meant to be bottled up inside, a joy that is meant to come out, a joy that is meant to say, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day the Lord has made. It's a choice to rejoice. That at times is neither simple or easy, but rather something that we must fight for. To fight the good fight of faith means I will fight for joy, fighting sin, fighting Satan, fighting self with Jesus. We are making war. We need to make the decision. We are going to make war and fight for joy. In my life, in this church life, in this community. That for too long has lived under a dark cloud. And miss the joy. That he has meant. Jesus tells us we're in a battle. Ephesians chapter 6. And so I say I will fight for joy. When my world is falling apart. And the world out there. Seems like it's falling down. I will fight to get back up in joy when I fall down. I will fight for joy as I fight for victory over sin by the power of the Holy Spirit, joy in my life. I will fight for joy when knocked down by people and problems. I will fight for joy when I'm down and depressed. I will fight for joy in the midst of trial and tribulation. I will fight for joy in the midst of pain and suffering. I will fight for joy in the midst of sickness that may not be going away. I will fight for joy over sorrow and sadness that I have to walk through. I will fight for joy over bitterness and regret and so we say we will not just fight for joy we will fight with joy against all these things and even next week getting into fighting from joy and most of us could say we've had some joy in our life but it leaks out it gets knocked out how many of us here even this morning would be honest enough to say there was a time there was a time when i had more joy than i have right now I'm willing to admit that. There's a time where I have more joy than I have right now. And and it just hasn't come back yet. Could it be that our joy hasn't come back yet? Because we haven't fought back yet for it. 
for many, it's not even like we feel defeated. You have some joy back from what it used to be. You have some joy. You've noticed some. And, and, and it, but it gets to the point where you start feeling like, well, this is probably the best it's going to be for, for now. Except for now becomes four years, 14 years, 40 years later. And then we've got to rethink all this whole thing. And that's when we start saying, you know what? I, I got joy. It's, it's just deep down. I've got a mature joy. That does not rejoice. Or smile or anything. What happened to the joy like a fountain that is so full that you cannot contain it, that it springs up from the inside out? It is time to fight for joy. Like the song that we watched earlier. How about that song that we just watched earlier? How about we take a shot at that? Old church choir song. You ready? There's revival and it's spreading like a wildfire in my heart. A Sunday morning, hallelujah, and it's lasting all week long. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? Joy. 
Amen. Amen. Hopefully, today, no matter where you're at, no matter where your joy is or is not, that you would make that decision today. I am going to fight for joy, but not just for me. I'm going to fight for joy for you and you and you. I'm going to fight for joy for us as a church. I mean, let's be real, right? Let's be real. I've been around long enough to know that many of us, there are things we have that just are not joyful going on in that sense. But you know what? You can have joy, full joy, at the same time and be suffering. Now let's be real. There are still some that haven't restored their joy from some of the difficulties that we've been through as a church. It's time to fight for joy. As the worship team comes, I just want to give you one more challenge. I want to say this to those who say, you know what, I got joy. There are some of you here that say, I got joy. I'm a fairly joyful, happy person. Maybe that's your personality that you've got joy. Maybe that's your circumstances. Maybe that's where you're at as a Christian right now. Maybe where you're at as a Christian right now is you really don't have a problem with joy. You know, that's great. But before you think that you've arrived comparing yourselves with other Christians, let's just ask ourselves, are we fully living in the complete, deep, wide, overwhelming joy that God has willed for us? Sometimes I think we settle for just being generally joyful. I am generally joyful most of the time. That's good. That's great. That's better than most. But... I'm here to tell you there is more than just being generally joyful most, most of the time. Jesus said that he would not just give us a little joy, but John 16, 24, that our joy may be full. John 15, 11, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. Psalm 16, 9, therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. 2 Corinthians 7, Paul talks about being overflowing with joy. Are you experiencing a continual, consistent, complete filling of inexpressible and glorious joy that is spoken of in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8? If not, join the rest of us as a church together this year as we fight for joy. Father, help us to begin this battle even today as we're out here today in a way that we probably never would have anticipated or a message that we didn't anticipate that certainly wouldn't have been something at home. Help us. We're each at different places. Our church is a different place. Uh, the community is at a different place. But we know that it is your will for us to rejoice. It is your will for us to have joy. You've given it to us. So help us today to begin in this year to see us change as individuals, as a church, and as a community. That we would fight for joy in Jesus' name.